know as a church, you know, um, C Club.
So we are now more contactable than ever. Yet, we are the least connected generation ever. There's less connection. We are more disconnected than any other generation. And so we are created for connection. We're designed to be in community. Yeah, and we will seek that out, whether we realise that or not. Because it's part of our divine design. We will seek out connection. We will go to places because we want to feel like we belong. We will get involved in clubs because we want to be part of something. We might take on a cause because we want to um, find significance and we want to be part of something that's bigger than ourselves. Now, in Genesis 2, God said it's not good for man to be alone or make him a helper or make him a companion. Now, even in the very beginning, it was recognised that we need community. We need companionship. So what exactly is community? So the dictionary definition of community is a group of people living in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. The condition of sharing or having certain attitudes and interests in common. A similarity or of identity and a joint ownership or reliability. A group of people living together in the same place or having a particular characteristic in common. So, Cromwell is a community by location. It's a community based on geography. But, you know, we don't have to be restricted to a community just by geography. Within that community, okay, so within our community, there's going to be lots of little sub-communities because that's where people find their place. Okay, you go to the fire brigade and, and, um, and that's a community. I've done a lot of stories. Um, I work as a journalist and I've done a lot of stories lately involving the fire brigade. And when I talk to people about why they joined the fire brigade, every time, every single one says, oh, there's just this real comradeship, there's this real community that I wanted to be part of. I wanted to be part of the family, I wanted to be part of the community, and that's why I've joined. And that's what I found in, in the 25 plus years that I've been here. Now, people are looking for community, they're looking for connection. You know? Um, now, what does it look like in your world? Where, is you, where do you find community? Now, is it your extended family? Okay, so sometimes our family can be our community. It can be like an incredible support network. It can be our friends. I mean, for some people it's a really strange concept to be friends with your family, but it is actually allowed. And some people actually choose to do that, which is pretty amazing. I love that. You know, is it, your, is it a sports club? Is that where you find community? Is it on, on the rugby field and in the club rooms afterwards? Is that where you find community? Is it in your neighbourhood? Do you live in like a Kiwi cul-de-sac where the kids all play out together and the families get together for, um, for um, you know, barbecues and it's okay to pop next door to borrow a cup of sugar? You know, is that the kind of, is that your community? Is church your community? What does your community look like? Another way to look at it is, who is your tribe? Who is your people that have got your back, who, have, who are in your corner when it's, when it's battle time? who are supporting you, who are encouraging you, who are lifting you up, who are there when things don't look so pretty. Who is your community? Now, in the book of Acts, we actually see the believers come together and they form a community. And it's pretty much church, right? And it's just, it's just beautiful. It's so powerful. So it's in Acts 2, and it's verses 42 to 47. And it says, all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to fellowship, 
and the sharing of meals, including the Lord's Supper and his prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers met together in one place, and they shared everything they had. They sold their property and possessions. They shared the money to those with those in need. They worshipped together at the temple each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and they shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. I love this. All the believers met in one place. They worshipped together. They shared meals with great joy and generosity. That sounds like a community that I'm a part of. They gather together. They shared meals. I love food. And, and like so much connection happens over food. Have you ever noticed that food is a, it breaks down barriers? Because if you're at a function, when I was working in Queenstown, I used to have to go to these networking events. And I'm not much of a networker at all. I'm actually quite shy. Sometimes, like, you wouldn't believe it, but I'm actually quite, um, it's almost paralyzing at times. And um, I have to go to these network events and put myself out there. And my workmates often wouldn't come with me, so I had to go because it was part of my job. I'd try to encourage them to come, but they weren't keen. And so at these events that have food and drinks, and so, best thing is you find the people who are kind of standing alone by the food, and you can talk to them about the food, about how good it is, and all have you tried that? You know, it's a, it breaks down those barriers. It's a natural conversation starter. And, um, and then after that, if it's too awkward to just stuff your mouth with food, and you can't speak, but you can kind of like bond over the fact that you're both like chowing down. Um, <laughs> it's awkwardness at its finest, but it helps break that, um, break that down. So I love... I love sharing food with people. And that's why we do what we do with morning tea, because we want to have a place and an opportunity for people to sit and food. You can talk about the food, you know, if it's awkward, but also it's a gathering space. Yeah, so they met together in one place, they worshipped together, they shared meals with great joy and generosity. I mean, who doesn't want to be part of a community that's filled with great joy and generosity? I mean, that sounds like a lot of fun. Amen? So I'm not saying that we need to all, like, sell our possessions and move in together. And my house is big, but it's not quite that big. And, um, and <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> a little couple of keys um, for meeting together. They meet together in one place, and I believe that when they meet together, that they are of one accord. So when they meet together, they're unified in purpose, they're unified in their belief, and they're unified in their actions. No, everybody did it. And I'm not just saying if everybody says, like, go jump on the cliff, go do that. That's not what I'm talking about. But everybody gave their positions. Everybody shared. They divvied up what they needed. Every, everybody's need was met. Okay. And so they're unified. They're of one accord. Now, I do believe that it's possible to be in one place and not yet be together. You can physically be in the same place as other people. But up here, there's no connection. Right, we're thinking two different things. We, there's a disconnect. We don't get it. You know? And so when you find a community, it's not just about being present in that place physically, but about being unified in your mind and your heart and your spirit. You know, many of us have actually experienced that before. You know, it's kind of awkward. You're present physically, but not in heart and mind. Anyone who's ever sat through an exam, like, you know, you're physically in the exam, but you really don't want to be there. Or you've gone to a party with, with some friends that you don't know anyone, and it's just awkward. 
and maybe like be doing things that you're not really into. And so like you're there physically, but you're really, oh, I don't want to be there. It's not, this is not the place for me. You know, so the belief, the early believers were together in one place and in one spirit. What would it look like in your world if wherever you find community, that you knew that there was a place for you, there was a place that you fit, that you're able to be present there physically, but also unified in purpose? What would your family look like if you were present and unified in one purpose? In my house, it would look like the children had tidy bedrooms and the kitchen bench would be clear and everyone would listen to me. That's what it would look like. That's probably not quite what it would look like. <laughs> That's what I would like community to look like. It doesn't quite look like that. So what that looks like is there are some days that the children have tidy bedrooms and there are some days that my kitchen bench is tidy and there are other days we go and we do fun stuff because we're in one place, we're a family, we're connected and we all have needs. And so we kind of work together to make sure that everyone's needs are met. What would your neighbourhood look like if you were in unified the one spirit? When, um, when we lived in Invercargill, there's this, there's this street called Gimlet Street, and every year there's like the Christmas lights competition and everything, right? Now, Gimlet Street, every single house on that street, it's the most amazing street to go to, every single house on that street is lit up like, like a Christmas tree. Like the whole house, there's window dis- displays, there's lights in the trees, there's like blow-up centres on the lawn and everything. Like, it's amazing. And you go down there, you don't need street lights because the whole thing is so bright because of all these lights from all these houses, right? So everybody, every single house on this, on this street, and it's, it's incredible. But when one person moves out and new people move in, they don't necessarily do the Christmas lights. And so what happens is actually the street, because this is an important venue for the people that live on the street, they actually gift them a starter pack of lights. So that they can, I know it seems crazy, but it's actually really cool. They gift them a $400 pack of lights um, so that they can light up their house. Because they want those people to be part of that community, to be part of what they do. You know, they want them to be united in their purpose. You don't want to be the house that everybody else is lit up, beautiful, and then you don't have anything. You don't want to be that house. Actually, I went to a friend's house once, and um, the house next door was lit up, all beautiful with Christmas lights. And in my friend's house, they had a light, a sign, a light saying, ditto, pointing. <laughs> pointing to the house lit up. And I love that, because I'm like, same in spirit. Couldn't do it, but same in spirit. I love that. Now, what would your workplace look like if you're united in practice? Have you ever had it like, in the workplace where you're trying to achieve something as a team, but there's one person or a couple of people who just don't want to be part of it? I don't think this is the direction we want to go. This is not what I want to do. I don't want to do this. You know, and there's that disconnect. It's really hard to build community, to build moving forward, if not everyone in the community is on board. Does that make sense? Well, what would church look like? You know, when we come together in unity, in community, something really incredible happens. Psalm 133 says, How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. 
It's like costly anointing oil flowing down from head and beard, flowing down Aaron's bed, flowing down the collar of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon flowing down the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessing, where he ordains eternal life. When there is unity, God commands a blessing in his word. And when we're unified in heart and mind and spirit, we're working together for the same purpose, the same goals. God blesses that. It says this where he commands a blessing. So it's not optional. We are all united in one place and we're praising God and we're united in spirit. God might bless us if he feels like it. He might, he might do something. He might move it. He might be taking a day off. No, no, that's not how it works. It says in his word, he commands a blessing. He commands a blessing. How amazing is that? Now, I love the fact that as a church, we're part of a community. So we're part of, actually, we're part of multiple communities. Because we're part of our community of Cromwell. Okay, we believe that the church is outside of the four walls. So here, what we do on a Sunday is church, yes. But also, what we do out during the week, um, and our, you know, as we're engaging with people, what we do with youth, what we do with Red Frogs, what we do with praying for people and visiting people, and, and um, just being part of the community, taking part of those events, that's, that's one community that we're part of. Okay? So we're part of our, of our Cromwell community, which is amazing. We're actually also part of a movement of churches okay, throughout a nation and across the globe. Okay, we are part of something that's bigger than us. And I love that. I love that we might be, you know, here we are, church in Cromwell, but we're part of a national and a global community. And I know that if I go to church in, in pretty much any city and most towns around the country, I can find an Acts church and go, and you go there, and it's like family. And I know that there's certain countries that if I go there, that we're going to find an ex-church, and it's community, and it's family, and it's because they may not do the things the same as us. They might have, like, instruments, and, like, a full band, and they might have flashing lights, and all that kind of stuff. They might have a kids' program, but you know what? We're still the same. We're united by heart. We're united by spirit. We're united by that one thing that we're family, and so... It's awesome. I love that um, Charlie's going to Germany in August, and I've, they've got, we've got six churches in Germany, and I'm praying and pleading with Kathy and Sam, going, hey guys, can you plant a church in Cologne? I just need a church in Cologne so that she can go to church when she's there. So I'm working on that. And um, it doesn't matter that the church isn't going to look like this, and they're going to speak another language, but united in heart and spirit, because we're a community. You know, there's... Um, there's something powerful about being part of something that's bigger than ourselves because then we're not looking just at our four walls, we're not looking just at our community, but we're looking at what God is doing throughout the nation and throughout the nations of the world. And we're part of that. We're actually part of it. So when any, any other church has a victory, that's our victory too. You know, it's not just their victory. We get to share in that victory because they're family. We get to celebrate with them. We get to um, be excited for them, to pray for them, all of that kind of stuff. Now we're connected by the same vision, by the same heart. And 
there's something really powerful that happens when we gather together. So that's why I'm really excited about that encounter night with Michael Maiden happening next month. And we went last year, um, a group of us. And it was awesome because you're gathering together. It's church family. It's like family reunion where you get to see everybody but there's not the weird uncle. Like it's everyone there is united. It's fun. And there's just like some commonalities there which is amazing. Now there's something awesome that happens when we're together. In heart, in presence, and then also in our heart and mind. When we're together, together. Because you can be together, but you can't not always together, together. When it comes to unity, so I always think of community and unity as linked. I think they're I think they're so connected and it's so important and so powerful. Um, but we need to be um, intentional about cultivating unity in our lives. And um, we need to be intentional with our words and with our actions. You know, so so we're intentional with our, and we are talking about this with Dre and Hannah last night, we're intentional with our um, relationship with um, Hannah and Dre because they're our friends. And so we want to have that connection so that whenever we get together, it's still, um, there's, it's like no time has passed. Dre and I went to the grocery shopping last night and we're like, hey, when was the last time we went to the supermarket together? Probably about 2002, maybe before, even before then. You know, it was a long time ago, but it felt just the same. Like, we're both sticking random stuff in the, the shopping trolley and going, do we need that? Oh, maybe, oh, I think we need chocolate. You know, so, so some of those things are still the same and it's, it was quite awesome. And it's because there's no, like, time may have passed distance may be there physically, but there's still that connection, there's still that community, there's still that sense of family. It's like the same with like people in church, we're intentional, we have to be, we all have busy lives, so we need to be intentional about catching up with each other and cultivating those relationships. We need to be intentional in our relationship with God, of setting aside time with him to listen to what he is um, saying, to read his word and to, to, to just be with him. Now, community is choosing to connect with one another over a long period of time. So locally, we need to look to, to um, look for excuses to gather together. You know, like gather together as a church, gather together with other churches. We need to look for those excuses because if we just kind of wait for it to happen, it doesn't happen. Now, regionally, we need to look for excuses to gather together, which is why we, you know, we will go to the youth events in Dunedin. If they the clippers, we will take our youth, we will take our youth to East Camp in Christchurch because we want to put them in those environments that are bigger than what their experience what their experience is, and where they can build relationships and they can um, get that sense of being part of something bigger than themselves. As Christians, we actually have no excuse for being disconnected. You know, the whole New Testament. Um, throughout it, one of the focuses was the one and others. Now there are 59 verses in the um, New Testament that talk about how we do relationship with one another. It's pretty much an instruction manual on how to do community. Okay? Love one another. Serve one another. Instruct one another. Encourage one another. Accept one another. Be passionate and kind to one another. Pray for each other. Now, one of the things we need to take away is that as a Christian, connection is not optional. Community is not optional. We're created for it. We're designed for it. 
Our Heavenly Father desires that with us and for us. So he doesn't want us to be just connected with him, but he wants us to be connected with each other as well. Okay, we need to be intentional about building community and cultivating that unity. That unity. You know, to an extent, community will just be organic, it will just kind of happen. But after a while, it doesn't go anywhere. It starts to flounder. And sometimes it can be gathering together just for the sake of gathering together. But it's important to be actually be intentional. Intentional about catching up with people. Intentional about creating an environment. And as I said before, that's why we do what we do with the morning tea. You know, we're really intentional as a church about the community that we want to create. You know, so we create spaces for people to connect um, on a Sunday, morning tea. Um, we connect, create spaces during the week, um, you know, connect groups, youth groups, um, just casual get-togethers, different activities that we do. That's why we will travel to um, events from other churches throughout our movement, because we want to intentionally create that community and build that community. So my thought today, churches, I just want to encourage you. Think about what is your community? Where is your community? What does that look like? Is it just a just being gathering? Are you just gathering in a space just for the sake of gathering? Are you or in that space are you finding community and unity? Are you gathering and with one with you know same purpose? I want to encourage you that if you're searching for community, well, we will help you find that community. If it's not here with us, it's all good. We will help you find a community that fits you. Because at the end of the day, the most important thing is the church. Capital T, capital C. Not one church over another. We want to help people find the church that is right for them. It's about kingdom and about building that. You know, if... If Church Untamed is your community, amen. Help us to um, to help you get connected, help us to help you get involved in serving and take, being what it is, to, you know, taking part of all the fun that comes with the mess of family. Amen. So we're going to um, just step into worship in a minute. But I just want to encourage you, you know, ask, oh, what is my community? If you're lonely, there's a place for you. If you're searching for answers, there's a place for you. You know, Jesus has a place for you. And so I'm just going to get the team up. Yep, so I'm just going to get the team up. We're just going to step into some worship. But, you know, if any of this has resonated with you, if you're like, I want to be part of a community, I'm feeling lonely, you know, we'd love to pray with you. If, if you're feeling that, you know, I, I don't have family, we'd love to pray with you. You know, whatever it is that you need, we'd love to pray with you. So, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you create us for community, that you created us for family, that you created us for connection. And, Lord, I just pray that we will find connection with you today, that we'll find connection and community with one another today. And I thank you, Lord, that wherever there is unity, 